Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? <laughs> Goodbye 2020. This will be our... Not last... yet, man. You are jumping the gun. I'm not I'm jumping the gun. I was, I was getting ready to announce this is the last episode of the What's in Your Head podcast for 2020. Uh, we're going to take it, uh, the it? next week off for vacation. We will be back the uh, first Monday of the new year. I don't know what day that will fall on yet. I haven't looked at the calendar. I just decided, hey, we've been here through the duration of the year. Um, a lot of shows and a lot of places take off for the holidays, and we've been here for the most part. I think maybe we've missed one or two shows this year. Maybe we've had two best of shows or a rerun, but for the most part, for all intents and purposes, we've been here and shared pretty much every Monday, with the exception we'll be back of when we're on, on the fourth. Sundays. But yeah, so yes. we'll be back on January fourth, and so. Uh, Thank each and every one of you, every member of the OG5, for being with us here for another year. Oh, another year. That's, oh, that's pretty, uh, that's saying something, man. We've been around for quite a bit. Another trip around the sun. Yep. No, Absolutely. So, World War II. for some reason, when I was adjusting my camera, now I'm blurry, but whatever. Nobody needs to see me anyway. <sighs> So how's your day going? How's how's your week been? January seventh, twenty eighteen, was the official date of our first episode ah. back when we were the uh, Waterman and Dietrich. Actually, it was the the Dave and Dave show, or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. for those of you OG five members who also listen to the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast logo is a WTSP and military stencil. And below that, it says US zero one zero seven eighteen. A little insider. That serial number is simply United States, January 7th, 2018. That was the date of the very first episode of this podcast and that podcast because, well, we did them on the same night. So there's a little inside baseball for you, and it wouldn't be an episode of the What's Your Head podcast if Morgan Long, the the mayor of the Patreon, the head of the OG5. He's the mayor of the OG5. He is the, the king OG of the OG5. So thank you, Morgan, for all you've done and all your support. So, uh, how's your week been, fella? Uh, it's been good. Um, as you can tell, I, I've kind of redone some things in the house. So, we got a three-bedroom house, and we feel like we were running out of room. Mm-hmm. Some hot dad talk here going on. And uh, Well, you guys made we you made the first-time home, bo- home, bo- home buyer's um, fatal mistake when it came to laying out your house. Which is you're like all the people on um, any of the um, those shows you see where they're out buying houses and oh we love to entertain oh this would be a great place to have a, a guest bedroom and we need all the space for entertaining it's like who the hell are you guys constantly entertaining that you need all this room but you guys kind of did that you you dedicated an entire branch of your house to a guest bedroom which is fine if you have lots of guests you know you have people in town who who occupy that space more often than not. But as you found out after, what, three and a half, four years that, uh, well. Yeah, we're going on six. After six years that, well, that room's been occupied three well, times. Well, and, and let's, let's just add to that. We had we were in the condo for eight years, mm-hmm. so we had the same thing going on there. Yeah, so for eight years in a condo, you basically wasted a bedroom. 
and yep. for you know you're kind of wasting one now and so you finally realize hey this is kind of dumb so why don't we reconfigure the space we'll get a hide bed a murphy bed or a a futon, air mattress, some, air mattress, <laughs> um, a potato sack, maybe a wool blanket and a, and a bale of square hay, something we can turn into a bed if it so calls for it. But now mm -hmm. you have a child in the house, and so you need all the room that you can you can get. Little Oliver, I had to pull up the first rug today. He's uh he's done really good at um at not crapping up the house. He's not done that, but the first day. He actually, today is like the third or fourth time he's hit the bell with his nose. Good, good. And the, the boy will be four months old on Christmas. So I think that's pretty good now. Peeing is a little bit of a different story, and he likes the carpet. So there's one spot right in front of his crate that he likes to, and it's not a big pee. It's usually just a little squirt. And he doesn't quite squat all the way, nor lift his leg. And that's so a carpeted area, or is it a throw rug? It is. It was a throw rug. Mm -hmm. So there's, it's all throw rugs downstairs. It's tile floor. So we pulled that one up. We're probably going to pull up the wool because wool's kind of, you know, fuck with wool. Yeah. The wool rug that's under the table. We'll probably pull that up tonight too. I said, hey, this is only going to be for a few months until he he has got his shit together. Who's that so, cat that um, ironically does the cat show that you told Gary Bone he looks like? Um, Jackson Galaxy. You need to get some of the Jackson Galaxy pet stain removal. You know, it's a throw rug. That'll help neutralize that smell. It works so much better on dog urine than it does cat urine, obviously. He but, came um, with a bottle of stuff called Elimination. Sure. And it seems to work, but I think we can't smell it. Him, on the other hand, can't. You know, we in, in, inadvertently segued into hot poop talk here on the What's Your Head podcast. And, I was hot piss talk. And I have a note. Um, one thing you haven't realized yet, because you're a first-time dog owner in your adult life, that I have noticed, um, and he will, if you allow him to, he, when he gets to the age, you have, in fact, invested into what I affectionately call the bathroom sentry. Um, a dog's instinct is to guard the other members of their packs when they're vulnerable, i.e. while you're pooping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so Bailey will do that. Anytime I go in the bathroom, whether I'm bathing or using the water closet, she will sit out there right by the door. Even if I go in there to urinate, she will follow me in there and sit there and look out the door and like watch my six while my back is turned to the door. And it was funny, before the podcast, I went to use the, the bathroom next door, which is Nuggets. Um, which is your standard bathroom with standard door. And so I shut the door to urinate and then I hear scratch, scratch, scratch. So I had to let her in so she can come take her post. So then she sat by in front of the bathtub staring at the door until I was done doing my business. Well, what's kind of funny is our cat's been doing that forever. Yeah. And uh, he tries, he's not full on into it yet, although he does come in, but he tries to get in my lap. I try to climb up into my underwear, and it's kind of funny. Uh, but I'm thinking, well, I guess I stare at you crapping. So Bailey, Bailey <laughs> did that too. She would, when your pants is around your ankle, she would crawl mm -hmm. into the underwear. Well, and that's why dogs, when they go outside, that's why their ass is always in, is always facing you, because they're expecting you to watch their vulnerable side while they're looking the other direction for for uh, potential um, alpha animals. That's why they uh, face your ass to you whenever they're outside. Merry Christmas, point, John. Crap. He's actually uh, pretty good at facing me with his face well uh, outside but you'll learn and i'll get the morgan long wants to know you're an update on your weight loss 30 pounds good job That's where we're at now i have slipped the last week or two a little bit i'm still about 70 percent compliance but it is the holidays once we get to um the first we will go back into full bore um but yeah, 30 pounds, man. That's uh, where we're at right now. I need to do that about two more times. 
and I'll be good to go. Sounds like a lot of weight. <laughs> it is a lot of weight, and but you know it's 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 fucking awesome is what it is. I mean, a lot of people, you know, and it's almost that time of year. You and I both had a gym membership long enough that we know every year between January until the end of February, um, the gym will be packed with the new year, new me people, which is kind of good because you really want people to um, follow through with their um, desire to get a better uh, physique or lose weight or get healthier, whatever it is. So uh, the downside is the uh, gym's usually packed and you can't really move mm-hmm. around. And so once the new year, new me people leave, um, you'll have a few of the people who stay on, which is cool, but a majority of them will fall off. And that's why I recommend if you do come up with that plan, you don't have to do it for the duration. Maybe test it out. Test the waters out at a pel- uh, Planet Fitness. And then if you make it to March or April, then you can segue over. Maybe if you need a LA Fitness, something with a pool, some of the more uh, amenities. But the uh, uh, Planet Fitness is a good way to start because one, there's no contract. And two, it's $10 a month. So don't go out exactly. and say, hey, I'm going to get healthy this year and sign a $130 a year pay up front contract that you can't get out of. Go do the $10 a month thing. And if it works, like I said, if you make it there till March and you find it, it's, it's good, but it's not to the level of the equipment you need, then then move on to one of the uh, the bigger facilities. But don't go out and drop two or $300 on a place. And, and that's, that's what's interesting. I've actually had a gym membership the whole time I've lived in this town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a place called LVAC or Las Vegas Athletic Club. And it's a big one. Uh, what's interesting is because of the uh, the COVID, they actually pushed a renewal date off by three or four months. So it was due in November. Now it's in February. The only thing that's kind of the sticking point right now is with everything going on, you actually have to make a uh, reservation. Really? The gym, yes. Um, I will say Planet Fitness, when COVID started, they basically, I see a cat. <laughs> We've had the dog on the show, never had the cat on the show. Um, anyhow, Planet Fitness did suspend their uh, monthly payments, so we got like four months off. And then once everything was back up full time, but they never fully closed. See, I just see a cat. I didn't tail. even see her until I looked at the Yeah, screen. she was just peeking up at hey, us. Hey, Sabrina. So Sabrina's getting better. She's basically up here uh, in, in the penthouse. She does not want to go downstairs, so we've pulled all her stuff up here. Yeah. Uh, Bebop's laying He's down. not angry. Bebop's laying down right in front of the the desk. There you go. He's downstairs with Katina right now. Maybe if she um, becomes a permanent fixture during this and she finds a place that she likes to lay, maybe we'll... Oh, I've got it. There's a little cube, a little ottoman sitting right here to the right of me. Maybe I'll install a camera. We can have our pet cams up in the corner where the dogs just lay there the the entire time. I haven't been giving her enough attention the last few weeks. Have you been watching a lot of TV lately? I have been watching... Now, you mean network or just TV in general? Anything with a commercial break, whether it's DVR, on demand, anything that forces you to watch commercials that you may see no. a Burger King commercial. Uh, yeah, actually, I have the Christmas commercial for Burger King. Yeah, the new I one. I have not seen that one. No. Okay. Um. First and foremost, let me get this out of the way. Oh, I gotta click okay. on the right soundboard. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably should go. Okay. If you're 40 between 35 and up um this will not be a surprise to you at all you'll probably know exactly what i'm talking about but um first and foremost let's just start with the new burger king commercial share the joy this holiday with the whopper and the two for five deal your way way better 
Morgan Long beat me to the punch. Don't look at the channel, Gordon. Does that sound familiar to you at all? Does any of that sound familiar to you at all? Da 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 da. Now, I, now there was a uh, there's a skit. Family Guy? No, yeah, Family Guy copied no, the no, original. No, 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 yes, no. I, I was going to go to the second half with Carlos Mencia. They may be mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. Now, if you guys are downloading, mu sharing music, uh, some may say illegally in the early 2000s, uh, you'd get this, what we would affectionately refer to as a stowaway that would pop up. And um, I'm sure... You guys, once again, if you're 35 and older, remember this. I work at Burger King making paper whoppers. I wear paper hats. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. Don't buffer fries and hot fat. It really hurt bad and so do skin grabs. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Where is the bell? Wait for the bell. Can't eat the bell. Where is the bell? Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. I was a Burger King making paper whoppers. I wear paper hats. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Now, I did a deep dive on this because I was pointing this out to Carrie, and I said, look, it's 2020. Now, I'm not easily offended, but in a time where everybody's getting canceled for everything, uh, now you can't say the ard word. Isn't it a wait, 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 wait. Retard? Exactly. Isn't it a little risky for Burger King to create a commercial based off of a song a parody song where someone was clearly imitating someone with special needs, or as you said, a retard back in the day is what we, you know. Is the, and she's like, well, maybe that's been around longer. And so I did a deep dive on this. That song made its uh, rounds, and I wouldn't be surprised if it started out on like a morning radio show or something. Um, I've seen all the way going back to 1993. Okay. Family Guy did it in 2006. Now, Burger King may say, hey, we never heard the original version. Maybe we only know the Family Guy version. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. I work at Burger King making flamboy whoppers. I wear paper hats. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. Don't touch the fries and hot fat. It really hurts bad, and so do skin grafts. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would now, the Family like Guy version's shorter. But I was like, who did this song originally? And so I started going down the Google wormhole. And um, Lyric, Lyric Box, it's one of those song lyric pages. They're claiming it's Adam Sandler, which I don't buy. It don't sound like Adam Sandler. And that we would have, that would have been easily, you know, everybody knowing that was Adam Sandler. Maybe it was something he did on a demo tape back in jerky boy days and it just got handed around but um stylyrics.com says it's a guy not space ghost as in space ghost ghost to ghost but somebody called ghost space once again i wouldn't be surprised if this went around in the radio days but yeah. once again 
now if you listen to the Burger King song at the end actually at the end they say ding fries are done so they are clearly I mean yes they changed the lyrics to I work at Burger King making Flame Boy Whopper now two for five and would you like a side of fries or some crap but at the very end you actually hear him say here ding fries are done I'm actually looking up and because I seen Carlos Mencia do it and he's actually been credited also. And there's one part of people and it, you're absolutely right. It's pre both them and family guy, but are saying, Oh, it's not Carlos Mencia. It's actually family guy. And as we know, 2006 to And plus, if you look at the family guy bit, the family yeah. guy bit, Peter's dressed up exactly like the YouTube gift that someone put out in the early two thousands. And so if you if you Google Ding Fries Are Done, it's just a stationary photo of a handicapped guy working at Burger King, and it's the mouth that moves. And so Family Guy clearly copied that because it's the exact same uniform and everything. But the fact is by uh, a gentleman named Robert Lund. See, but is that true? But is it? Yeah, we don't know. But isn't it kind of now? Maybe we should give Burger King a pat on the back and saying, "Hey, good for you for not being afraid of getting canceled." for using a song that was made popular at least by us for 35 to 40 year olds of basically a someone pretending to be handicapped doing Here that song. Go. Here we go. <laughs> I would get pretty cheap, maybe paper barbers. I would pay bad. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding, by the done, ding, by the done, ding, by the done, ding, by the done. I gotta run, I gotta run, I gotta run, I gotta run. Don't bother fighting hot fat, it really hurt bad, and so the skin grabs. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Where is the bell? Wait for the bell. Can't eat the bell. Where is the bell? No, I added the, the end of the Burger King, so listen to the last part. Ding, by the done, ding, by the done. I was a Burger King making paper whoppers. I would pay bad. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding, by the done, ding, by the done, ding, by the done. Share the joy this morning. So they do actually say ding fries are done in the bird. And then my question is, who do they pay the royalties to? That's who? a good question. So I'm seeing two things here. One is actually uh fries are done or ding fries are done first aired on Dr. Demento as the a 80s. parody of the orchestral con- composition carol carol of the, of the bells, bells. adds the words of making fries at burger king before the internet people had to use mail to send things to each other so ding fries are done it sounds like it's written by robert lund and did burger we, king pay him um because they used the very first line i work at B- burger king making uh friend boiled whoppers but they took out that paper hat but they say the ding fries are done at the end so you clearly it's his work it's from performed okay at least he performed it from the cd elves gone wild yeah so so uh yeah it's ambiguous at best but isn't that risky though i mean people are getting canceled for everything now and you know ironically i posted a picture of me tweeting on twitter that you know half the world's problems would be resolved if we stopped giving twitter so much clout but i don't know i guess good for you burger king way to make a stand but when i like morgan long and john craft said so when i heard that i looked at carrie and she she didn't have a reference to the song but um i remember oh boy did you do but, how oh, many very i couldn't get out my goddamn head and like i said i started going down trying to google it and trying to figure out you know where it came from and who wrote it and but yeah it's like 
okay, Burger King, do you, did you pay them royalties? And if so, then you kind of are admitting that, well, you're using that song based off of what would, in 2020, be considered very um, um, insulting to people of a certain demographic. So good for you, I guess. I mean, you definitely won the Tom McDonald Award, Award of the Year. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably should go. I want to say hi to you guys on Periscope. Um, Periscope's always there for us, but as we know, Periscope actually, I mean, you may not know, you know what the first Periscope. live stream service was? Periscope? No. I, the only reason I went there is because you were talking about Periscope. Periscope came out second. And, submarine? Uh, Would it be Submarine? No, it was Meerkat because Meerkat's poke oh. up and look around so there was a linux based um software for um androids called meerkat and that was the first one and then twitter partnered up with periscope but periscope's a a third-party entity but they did share their streams on the twitter yeah. so when i went on today on the periscope.tv to check to see our viewer numbers for last week and that on the website and the app both <laughs> Periscope, the independent service, is going away as of March 31st, 2021, and they're being enveloped in, directly into Twitter, much like Facebook oh, has a live stream, Instagram has a live stream, and YouTube has a live stream. So Twitter- so they're getting swooped into that oligarchy of big tech. Yeah, so Twitter, in order to stay relevant, they need their own in-app streaming service instead of people going to a third-party app and then sending the stream to Twitter. So Periscope is now being- Include whether they'll drop the name or they'll probably keep the name, I would assume. It would probably be Twitter's Periscope, something along those lines. But uh, to all you diehard Periscope users, um, I don't know if you guys are excited that you're going to be included and in, primarily in the proverbial toilet of the internet known as Twitter. <laughs> but uh, um, thank you guys anyhow for joining us each week. And a shout out to you guys over on YouTube as well for uh, hanging out with us each week. So... I have a plug. I got a couple. I of called them. I got you. A UPS. I, I got. I called you a couple of weeks ago and said I've done something horrible. Mm -hmm. I've washed my Raycons in Don't the ask. capsule and all. How did you? Well, it was one of those things. I was working in the yard and I had them in, which they kept popping out for some fucking reason. Uh, um, um, I covered that in my first YouTube yeah, video. Yeah, I know. I, I, I keep upsizing and they fly out. Well, the texture um, after a while, they come with like a little bit of texture on them, kind of like a basketball yep. or football. Once that smooth out. Yep. So what I do is when I run or work out, I wear a headband. I pull them down over my ears like I'm cold, but that keeps them from popping out. But needless to say, I was wrapping everything up and I said, here, Katina, take these uh, and put them on the table. And then some reason I had haphazardly walked in, so I'm on the table, stuck them in the pocket of my sweatshirt, which oh. I was promptly changing to go wash. Well, good news. They still work. Did you give it the old rice bath, did you? Oh, I gave it the rice bath. They work. Now, the only thing not working is the button on the right headset. Oh, that's the skip track button. That's fine. I mainly listen to podcasts anyway. So the left button's pause. I haven't figured yep. out the volume control. I just but the right You button. gotta hold down on it. And if you double and, tap and the, the right, point. it skips the track. And if you single mm -hmm. tap the left, it pauses. Yep. But for the most part. So wait a minute, you got to hold it down like working. you push it into your ear canal <laughs> to turn it down. Yeah. So the most part now, I'm sure it's going to shorten the life yeah. of them. But at this point, because I'll probably, I got my eye on it. Their new Raycons, it actually has a little stem on it. So you have a mic because they don't have a mic in it. They do pick up off your phone. That's fine. But um, no, nah, they're doing good. So, hey, Raycon, like your product. 
Yeah, I know it's not waterproof. Well, but... it says right in the package that it's poolside. It's a re- poolside ready, but not swimming ready. So they basically say, yeah, you can hey, wear by the yeah, pool. Yeah, it even says uh, about sweat, too. Be careful and not sweating them too much. Okay, so. we're going to get real gross and real personal, but that's what we're going to do here on the What's in Your Head podcast. Um, I don't know. What's in your head? Earwax. Oh, well, I keep my ears pretty clean. What you will discover, and this is gross, but if no, you're I've like me. I've discovered it before. I know where you're going. If you have an earwax problem, um, you may notice one day that your Raycon has no sound coming out of it, or it's super, super low. If you take like the perfect weapon for this, and I can't believe I'm, but hey. I'm open and honest. All right, expose. expose take your, the plastic. Your take the problem. Pl- take the tip of a plastic tip dart, and it'll uh-huh. poke the screen right out. And you just rub it in your finger like you're rolling up a booger, and it'll get the earwax. And the funny thing is, as soon as you pop just it don't out, pop it in your mouth, right? As soon as you pop it out, you'll hear music coming out of it because it'll be on. You're like, why is this a new word? As soon as you pop that screen out, it's like. La, 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 la. So you you have you, to, you let your ears build up that much wax? I, well, see, the problem is, is I only wear I the, over I overclean my ears. I get the eargasm thing going on. Yeah, but I'm also I'm on. I ran 550 miles last year, so I'm oh, running three to four times a week, and they're full of sweat. And once again, they're but yes, I one of my body functions is I get bad ear wax, even though I illegally use q-tips you're not supposed to use q-tips for that but anyhow i do clean out my ears regularly but because i run so much and sweat and i only use them while working out i don't use them for anything else other than working out yeah so if you find that the volume's getting conspicuously low on your your in earbuds check it for ear funk huh pop the screen out rub it between your fingers get that wax off the screen pop it back in and your sound is a pound you're ready to go you're good to go hey quick impromptu poll Oh, speaking of polls, go ahead. Quick impromptu poll for anybody who's listening. Please uh, send us an email or a message on the Facebook page. How many people use their Q-tips illegally? Getting them too far in. When did they become illegal? I want to say early 90s. I think in your early 90s, yeah. Because now if you look at a Q-tip, their express purpose is for cleaning electronics and applying makeup, nothing more, nothing less. Um, they say oh, you, I haven't read that. I just hear, don't stick it in your ear. Yeah, if you now. look at That's the, the back, first place the, that motherfucker goes. The, the, they're up the nose. The standard, the standard operating procedure for a Q-tip, or I remember a long time ago, there was like this bad MTV nighttime show. I think it was like the son yeah. of a producer got a show. And uh-huh. it was when Wu-Tang Clan first came out and he had old Dirty Bastard and Ghostface Killer on a show. And somewhere, he must have been like some... Down in like Chinatown in New York, he found a box of generic Q-tips. They're called W-tips, and he mm-hmm. was giving away a box of W-tips on the show. So whether you're using Q-tips or W-tips, as Gordon said, you're not uh, now you're not legally allowed to use them in your ear because well they don't want to be liable for your eardrum damage from going too far in. And if you're going to go fish a booger out, don't stick the one that was in your ear first. Up don't do a home COVID <laughs> test. Yeah, but you'll smell the wax. That's how I know. So I posted a photo. I was standing in Publix the other day. I'm trying to find okay. it. Okay. And I was stand, I was looking at the magazine rack. And I say that again. I was looking at the magazine. You went all boomhauer on me. I was looking at the magazine rack. And mm-hmm. I was getting ready to pick up a handgunner magazine, which I used to browse, but with COVID I decided I better not. And I got to think, I used to buy these. But it's been about six or seven years. I actually used to buy them when I first got my XD9 millimeter. So that was, what, 10 years ago, 11 years ago? Mm-hmm. 
and I haven't bought one since. And so I put up a picture. It said, um, survey, when's the last time you bought a magazine and what was it? And we got quite a few comments. I got to go over two different pages here. Um, I'll read the comments off the What's in Your Head podcast page. Uh, Hold on. I got to go to most relevant show all. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Um, Beckett Football Price Guide was written on the What's in Your Head podcast. Now, the original post was on my D-Train page, and so I got to go over there to see all the other ones because I actually got a lot of comments on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And it's interesting. A lot of people, it has been a quite a few years to the point that I'm surprised there's even a magazine market still out there. Uh, 28 comments on the D-Train page. Uh, most relevant show all because I want to see all of them. Um, let's see here. I have two subscriptions because they were $5 a year and COVID boredom, but she didn't say what they were. Before the internet, I bought Hustler Magazine. That was Jason. Uh, Johnny Gomez said, uh, Dirt Wheel, probably 10 years ago, if not more, entertainment and info. Uh, mm-hmm. Jared said, Mad Magazine, just got a subscription, so uh, Mad Magazine's sticking strong. Um, well, occasional uh, Johnny Gomez came back again. Well, I bought the occasional Playboy when they were still around. Then I said, about five years ago, I used to buy fire magazines. We just went over. Nathan said, four or five years ago, an issue of Car and Driver. Here's an interesting. Brandon Davis used to read Ride BMX. I'm not familiar with that one. You and I, and I and I also said you and I had a subscription to Thrasher Magazine in the 90s. Right. And, you, and Trans World Snowboarding. I was going to say, you used to buy Trans World Magazines all the time. Uh, Nick Talk said last time he bought one was Guns and Ammo. Um, pew pew. Isaac said limited version of Rolling Stone copy of Eddie Van Halen, which just came out, obviously. Uh, Eric said probably trunk trucking or mini mini trucking or uh, maybe fast Fords and Mustangs of 2002. Uh, mountain biking. Mountain bike action. Yep. yep. Uh, probably 10 years ago, four wheeler and four wheel magazine. Uh, three weeks ago, PM Mag 30 rounds. Wrong magazine, cowboy, but I like where your head's at. Uh, no magazines, crossword books. Uh, Farmer's Almanac. Okay, nerd. Farmer's Almanac last month. Uh, Super Chevy. It's been a while. Car and Driver. Lowrider Magazine. And Android Magazine back in 2012. And then we have um, apparently long gone are the days of um, High Times. Now it's uh, Weed Magazine and Marijuana Magazine. And then Rear so- Blunt Magazine and Big Brother. FHM. FHM. Stuff, Stuff Magazine, which were basically the same magazine, just different publishers. So, the last... But it's amazing Two that- reasons I quit buying magazines, and it's probably been four or five years. Number one, they got up over eight bucks. Yes. And number two, when I no longer needed anything to read on the toilet because I've got a phone. I, well, te- then, I, then I posted today, I forgot a few years ago, I bought a stack of Life Magazine from the 40s, but... I. I don't know. That doesn't count. Well, they're magazines, but no. That's, that's your whole LARPing thing you got going on. Um. Well, the last magazine, I don't know if it's considered a magazine. It's more like one of those um, annuals. I bought um, Victory in the uh, Victory in Japan Lifetime uh, Time Magazine, National and Inqu- National Geographic, whatever. It's one of those fifteen dollar books, but that's not really a magazine mm-hmm. per se. But yeah, it's kind of surprising that there's even a magazine industry left. I mean, who's read as a I'm, I'm and what did you do? Like, if you got a good magazine, one of my favorites was actually uh, the Snowboard Journal, and it was like the National Geographic of snowboarding magazine. So it was fantastic photography, 
And of course, where did the, where did those pictures go? On the walls. Instagram. Dude, yeah. Kids, kids can't even put, don't even put, how you put magazine pictures on the walls anymore. And that was a big part of our teens and early twenties. You know what else we used to do? Um, before MTV started their whole take the CD out of the box and leave it at the store, let them throw your trash away. For you kids who see the occasional CD, you'll see it in that weird long plastic ring. And the reason it's long and tall is so it stands up because back when CDs came out, the music stores didn't want to uh, redo the entire store. So they had all these record racks and the CD you couldn't mm. see over the wall on the record rack. So originally the CDs were in long, tall boxes. They yes. were in a box that was tall enough to get the title over the, the depth of the bay of the record rack. And you would have these foot long by five inches cardboard sleeves that were full colored. Mm -hmm. It was like basically the box was the same as the album cover. And you and I used to cut those open and make posters out of them and stick them on our wall. Absolutely. And, and I remember when I walked into, after, this is after you graduated high school and I was in high school. When you walked into my room, walked into my room, you'd open the door and there's kind of a half a wall because that wall was dad's closet. <laughs> so, yes. and so there's a, like a little, think of it like a half of a phone booth, right? You had three walls. You had the door, a wall, and then the wall. So that little corner, I did sealing the floor with CD boxes and magazine um, cutouts. So that whole little indent, the walk into my bedroom was completely plastered with magazines and CD box covers. Oh, the things of your... Yeah, nowadays Remember kids are just putting stretch, LED lights uh, on their rooms. Yeah, we used to get like the Iowa stereos and uh, get mm -hmm. the speakers spread out amongst the room have the wires running up and over and and you know a little hillbilly engineering going in on that for the best sound you can get and i used to use that i, I had my iowa stereo that was my alarm clock yeah and especially in big sky because i would get up about five in the morning five thirty in the morning and i lived in a place as you know that was extremely loud so guess who got to wake up the whole fucking place when they're finally going to sleep yeah and you had a roommate at the time who had a fancy for james brown so he played a lot of james brown well, the interesting yeah. thing about those speakers were is they weren't quite surround sound they were two bookshelf speakers and two satellite speakers there were no center channel yet because that was too expensive and so you had kind of a quadrophonics thing but the satellites had no real bass to them they're more just mids and highs and then your your bookshelf had your mids and lows and mm -hmm. then of course as we all turned 18 19 20s we got our Dolby Pro Logic systems, and then Dolby Digital, and now everybody's got flat screen TVs with simulated surround sound sound bars. And I tell you what, they do a good job. They do a good effing job, especially if you got a nice uh, Bluetooth subwoofer you can hide somewhere. Yeah, not to get too much into the audio video stuff, but um, for you guys who have your subwoofer that's wireless sitting next to your TV, bass is non-directional. Put that shit in a corner. Put that shit under your bed. If it's in your bedroom, tuck it behind a freaking mm -hmm. piece of furniture. Tuck it behind the TV. You don't need to see it. Bass is non-directional. So if it's if you're lucky enough to have one that doesn't have the stupid 23-gauge wire running through the center channel, put that shit mm -hmm. in the back of the room. Get it out of the way. And seriously, put it in a corner. It's like isobarically loading it mm -hmm. at that point. Then you yeah, can it bounces really off get the walls. Some, some bounce going. But yeah, it's so crazy. The I cannot tell you how many miles of wire with all the times i moved with my pro logic systems and my dolby digital systems and for you young kids the difference between pro logic and dolby digital uh the rear speakers were in mono on pro logic so whatever came out of the right came out of the left the front two satellites were stereo the center channel was a single channel but the two rears were mono dolby digitals when it got all of them were surround sound and independent and that's when you could hear bullets flying in all direction but now all that's gone it's all 
simulated surround sound sound bars. But if you have a flat screen I TV in your bedroom actually, or your TV in mm-hmm. your living room and you don't have a sound bar at all, you got to step it up and I, I, get one with a subwoofer. Speaking of audio, so Klipsch is a very well-known company for mm-hmm. having very high end. Now they're selling them at Walmart, which means they must have sold and have been cheapened up like Kenwood and everything else. Well, I yes, they 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 had to sell out and lower the price point in order to meet Walmart. No, I'm wondering if a different company owns them. I'm gonna look them up. I don't know. Here's what I'm gonna say because keep in mind, you can get that same GoPro Hero Seven at Walmart for four hundred dollars. So just because it's at Walmart doesn't mean they don't meet the universal prices. But kind of going back to our magazine sales, Clips was a mail order. And stereophonic magazine order that was for true audiophiles. Only places you can get a clips receiver back in the day, you had to go to like a higher end rate. You couldn't get that at well, you get it at some of the circuit cities, but um, for a while that was like high end audiophile uh, stuff. And then in all the- right, hold on, I want to just shit on everything. January the sixth, two thousand eleven, Audiovox announced the company had signed a term sheet to purchase the shares of Clips Group. Inc. The sale was completed back then. So Audiovox was all over those kinds of stores at one point in time. Well, and the, what I was getting to is now that Circuit City, gone. Mm-hmm. Most of your audiophile stores are gone. You're stuck with Best Buy, Target, and Walmart. There's mm-hmm. more Walmarts out there than there are Best Buys and Targets. And yes, so if are. you're going to get your product into the retail space, it's going to have to go to Walmart. Well, it's just like uh, Harman Kardon and JBL is actually now owned by Samsung. Didn't you tell me my AKC microphones are? That's the same thing. Yep. Yep. And, and that's actually what my uh, Samsung phones were coming with was AK. Yes. Uh, AKG uh, headphones, and they're actually pretty good. I, you know who you still can't beat, which they don't even give them away anymore? And I'm an LG guy. For the longest time, you could not beat the free Samsung wired earbuds that came with the Galaxy phones. Those things had the best bass response. And be honest with you, they're still better than the than the wireless ones because the wireless has to, they kind of got to give up on something to maintain that battery life. And so I would still say you put a Samsung wired earbud in your left ear, put your um, Raycon in your right, and that, that wired earbud will have a better bass response to it. And, and better overall sound. And that's what I think the AK... Uh, AKG um, earbuds that they come with now just kind of replaced, you know? So, because at first I had to look it up when I first got them. I was like, what the fuck is this company? Skull but, Candy's uh, good too, but they kind of, they came out hot and they kind of came out. As they were the, huge in the snowboard market. Yeah, I was going to say, the they day. came, they they were smart as, and this is where we fail as the OG5. We need to make this a lifestyle brand. And that's the key phrase because skull candy was, yes, they were headphones, but they were a lifestyle brand. They went after a certain market at first. They got their, they got their feet wet in the snowboarding market. And for the early late nineties, early 2000, the only people you knew who skull candy were, were snowboarders. And then they wanted to widen their market share. And then they went after the gaming community. And now you can get those at target and Walmart as well. You can find them mm-hmm. everywhere, but they, they make, they are a good, medium range because the wireless skull candy earphones are half the price of the Raycons. For and Raycons are fairly affordable. So they're about 70 bucks. Uh, skull candies. Don't ask me how I know. Um, or 29.99 at target. <laughs> wow. They really came down in price. I'm sure, I'm sure they have a, a higher brand out there, but everybody's got to have an entry level. Mm-hmm. A little PSA for you kids out there making your ramen noodles. PSA. 
time, PSA time. Uh, you can't really tell, but like all the scars are definitely prominent on my hand right now. Um, because, well, oh, you can kind of see that one. Um, Jesus fucking Christ, Skeletor fingers. I was making ramen noodles the other day. Okay. And we got these new porcelain bowls that are kind of shallowish. They're not straight up. They kind of they're not quite a sal salad bowl. But anyhow, I was in a hurry. Like a noodle bowl that you get at an Asian restaurant. No, uh, those are I guess yeah, excited. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're they're not straight up and down like cereal, like a standard round bowl. They kind of flare out a little bit. Anyhow, I made an entire pot of ramen noodles mm -hmm. Saturday for lunch. Just got home from work. I was in a hurry. We wasn't paying attention. What I was doing. I had said bowl in my hand over the sink. Yeah, porcelain bowl gets fucking hot poured the ramen noodles into said porcelain bowl the water quickly went in and out and over my hand <laughs> so i basically poured an entire pot fresh off the stove of ramen noodle water hey you want to see a ramen noodle wave pool um playing xbox that night was fun because my thumb hurt like hell the very next mm -hmm. morning right here you can kind of see um i got some blisters yep. that popped um, but the rest of it just, it really brought out all the scars on my fingers. They're like all bright red. And I have forgotten how many scars I acquired while building ambulances for Horton and sticking my hand into crevices on aluminum bodies. Um, oh, there you are. I hadn't seen you in a while. Yeah. I forgot how fucked up my hands are. But yeah, like all my, like all the scars inside my fingers are like bright pink right now. Cause well, kids don't pour hot water straight out of the pot off the stove. I tried to see what degree burn i have it's not a second degree burn because I, I googled that first shit degree. don't google that but when i googled first degree um some of it showed pictures of a common sunburn and then some of them have more extreme mm. blisters so i'm gonna say i'm between a one and a half and one and three quarter on my finger where the blisters were but the rest of me is a light one but yeah that fucking sucked so don't do that um use a, like a a spaghetti spoon or something when you're getting your noodles out of your ramen noodle pot. And then, you know, I did after about three and a half hours of that, I had mm -hmm. clothes sitting in my dryer for three days. Cause well, I've been busy and mm -hmm. um, I put it on wrinkle release. Yep. And yeah. They're still soggy when you pull them out. No, well, they're nice and warm, but mm -hmm. um, my hamper had dirty clothes in it. My clothes basket did. So I, Ew. why, why bother that? So I took my freshly burnt hand and stuck in the dryer and picked up all these hot clothes. And when you freshly burn your hand, it's super sensitive to heat. Go figure. And so, ow, 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 ow. So I just completely beat the shit out of my left hand. Good thing it's my left hand. Quick, uh, quick ramen noodle recipe. Okay. So you cook your ramen noodles. Mm -hmm. Drain all the water off. Okay. Let the noodles just hang out in a colander in the sink. Then you take your your uh, is that the same thing as a sieve? Yeah, pretty much. Then you uh, you take some milk, you take some uh, some yep. of that nice Kerrygold butter, mm -hmm. and then you uh, you put the sauce, you uh, put the packets in there, uh, the stuff that's bad for you, and you mix it up, and you get it heated. And then you add a little cheddar. cheese. You mean the the pack of sodium with a side of chicken broth? <laughs> exactly. But then you add some cheddar cheese, and you whip that son of a bitch up, get it all nice and melty. Then you throw your noodles in it. That is like. Katina's favorite dish. And it Who was are you to make I created out of being poor. Not that poor if you can afford carry gold butter at $5 a tub and no, cheese. No, back then in the boy. day it was fucking blue bonnet and <laughs> it was country crock. Not even Velveeta. You, you turned like, you like, turned ramen noodles into a bougie treat. I 
nothing bougie about me, man. After I moved off of the hilltop and I moved to California and I started making a little bit of money, I would say there was probably a good five-year run where I wouldn't touch a ramen noodle because I had consumed so much of it in my early adult years of being poor that I just could not go down the ramen noodle trail. And I'm I'm still the same way. God, when was Hurricane? You know what I can't eat? Spam. Um, it depends on hunger. Yeah, I get a wretch in the back of my throat when I think spam. Um, I can't eat spam here in my house, but if I'm out at a World War II reenactment and I've been up since five in the morning and I've been humping around fifty pounds of gear all day, I can. And you're a little drunk. I that too. I can. I have and will continue to consume some spam. I haven't had a pop tart since the week of February fourteenth of twenty seventeen. He's got this shit in his calendar. Well, because we pop tart is hurricane food. So do you got like uh, do you got your hurricane um, food stores where you got a bunch of pop tarts and shit saved for the next one? Um, pop tarts and beer are one of the widely most things sold during hurricane time, mm-hmm. and because one they're plentiful, two you don't need you don't need a refrigerator storms when your power goes out. You well, really don't need, need a refrigerator, or do you drink warm beer? Well, you can always get ice, fella. But anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Those are just the stats. You know, true alcoholics will drink warm beer. They don't give a fuck. Um, And usually if it's been sitting there half a day. But yeah, Carrie and I both, we get triggered at looking at 16 days and no power, no water. We get triggered looking at Pop-Tarts. So we don't buy them. And I haven't had one since uh, power was restored after Hurricane Irma back in 2017. So it's been that long since I've had a Pop-Tart. Yeah. Hey, um, no. I think you were talking to me earlier mm-hmm. about homeless people. As a well, not homeless people. This is a different level. This I'm sorry. The pandemic. Escape, no, the pandemic panhandlers. Pandemic panhandlers. Okay. Are, I I apologize to all pandemic panhandlers for automatically assuming you're homeless. John Kraft said, "Take that same recipe and add some uh, smashed up hard boiled eggs to it, and you're good to go." Oh, there you go. That's almost like a poor man's um, egg casserole. Actually, you know what? If put you some go to tuna a real in ramen that? restaurant, if you go to a real ramen restaurant, they do put eggs in it. Put some tuna in that. You got yourself some tuna casserole. Put it in the oven. <laughs> Instead of the egg noodles, you use ramen. This is what we call a Tokyo tuna casserole. <laughs> a little mayonnaise, ramen noodles, some uh, tuna, some eggs. If you throw a spam in it, it'll be a Hawaiian tuna casserole. And they got to add pineapple on top of that. But yes, the. Uh, the pandemic panhandlers. These are the cats who may have been struggling before COVID. Maybe working. I mean, pay- the ones are barely hanging yeah, on with their teeth. Paycheck to paycheck. They're barely and, making And the rent. economy is fantastic at this time, right? They're barely making their rent. Or maybe they, ha- maybe they had a good job. Maybe uh, they had good jobs, but they're paying for the kids to go to college. Maybe their young kid got in an accident. They spent their life savings bailing them out of jail, getting them off a felony. Um, I know some people who's been down that road, but. Anyhow, these are the people who have lost their jobs because of fucking COVID and they've made it nine and a eight and a half, nine months. But now Christmas is here. Money's not coming in. In the last five, last two weeks, I'd say, driving through Cape Coral and Fort Myers and North Fort Myers, you come to any four-way intersection that has two uh, main thoroughfares of three lanes or more crossing at every single sidewalk, there is somebody who's clean clothes, Regularly bathed, but holding signs up. Out of work, need money, will work. 
need opportunity. Some of them are just straight homeless, need food. But it has quadrupled. I have never seen this many people uh, panhandling on the streets. I, I know this doesn't happen in Florida like it happens out here. But one thing I have always said, if shit gets desperate, I'm not going to hang out on a corner. My ass is going to Home Depot. I'm going to hang out with the day laborers and and trade some uh, some work for money because then I, I'd feel a little better about it, right? Yeah. Well, one you were. Talking- I mean, I may get run off because you know. You, well, you were talking about how you went and hired some day workers to remove mm-hmm. those poisonous trees from your yard. And I told you, uh, we haven't seen that down here since 2008 when the housing I bubble. I bet you going to see more. I bet it's going to pop up. Well, no, because when the housing bubble burst, um, <laughs> the people who worked those hey, positions who weren't super great at their jobs, they all mm-hmm. left towns. Because the ones who worked those positions who were super great at their jobs, they have regular work. So you don't see them hanging out there. They're on the job sites working. So the the people who are just trying to pick up odd jobs here and there because they weren't quite good enough to have a skill to be in demand, all those cats, they picked up and moved when the housing bubble popped down here back in 08. Yeah, a lot of people fled here too, but they're unfortunately they're all um, coming in from the west of us. Uh, but, yeah, that's a different story for a way different time. <laughs> if I see another Cali tag, I'm going to scream. Especially when they cut me off in traffic. Do you trust Amazon? I trust them a little bit more than I trust the oligarchy of big tech. That you know, big, I should say, big social media tech. Let me rephrase that. Do you trust the average daily dro- delivery driver for Amazon? I do trust them enough to use Amazon Key to get into my garage. Really? Yes. Do you not have anything of value in your garage? I do, but I've also got a big fucking security camera sitting right over my garage door looking outside. But you're basing that directly on the fact that you think the Amazon driver would be dumb enough to steal things that particular moment. Who's to say they're not casing uh, it's shit? A one, so the way that works is uh, you actually have to buy a device for your house, your, your garage door opener mm-hmm. um, that allows it to sink in. But it's a one-time <laughs> use for that driver for that delivery. Yeah, but... The one time is all they need to peek in your garage and figure I'm coming back here on Saturday night when these fools aren't home. So how are they going to get... I don't have windows in my garage door. They're breaking your uh, fucking they, front window, breaking your house, go through the garage, do whatever. I don't, have a, I, I don't have a front window. On your whole first floor of your house, you live in a minimum security prison, you don't have a single window on the first I floor have, of your house. You have the, security on, glass. On the, front, on the front of my house, I have no windows on the side of my house. I have four 18 by 18 inch windows that are about six feet off the ground. What rooms do you have on the front of your house? Not to get too descriptive, but it's just I'm. I've got a garage. So all oh, the garage is your entire face of your first floor. Pretty much is the entire face of my first door, and then it cuts back in. You're, and then there's a door. You're way see, well. Part of the reason that's where I keep a majority of my World War II reenacting stuff, and so no, oh, yeah. I just, I just well that in my, my garage veritable shithole. But I, I'm sorry, I just don't. I. Would rather have the item on my front porch where my security cameras are at than having a guy pop my garage because I have cameras on the outside of my house, but there's nothing on the inside of my garage. And I just don't want somebody opening my garage door on that home. I mean, I've heard that it only takes like 20 pounds of pressure to pop open a garage door anyway, but um, don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. However, uh, no, that's just kind of the way the house, our house is anyway. And, and I, I thought I like you it. guys had the yeah. Amazon lockers like two blocks away. We do. Why not use that? Just use. My wife's home every day. She works from home. So with the Amazon key, 
goes up, goes so down. It hasn't been a problem, man. It, it really hasn't. We haven't had an issue yet. We ever have an issue that will become a bigger issue. I guess. I'm These just, guys who do the Amazon key are, are pretty well background checked. They've got to have a spotless record. Uh, that's still, you're letting someone in your house willy-nilly, someone you don't know. They usually don't even cross the threshold. They just kind of throw it right next to where the door comes down. Would you trust a maid and or cleaning service to come clean your house when you're at work? When neither one of you are home. We've discussed this. And um, the consensus is on no. Yeah. So if they want to throw if they want to throw shit in your garage, that's fine, but not let them come clean up shit in your house. Well, yeah, that's because the garage door is locked. The man door into the house. Hmm. I mean, I got tools in the garage. Hmm. I don't know. I just I just. I don't know. Call me old fashioned, I guess. I yeah, just, you're 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 skeptical, Sally. I mean, that's all right. I get it. Well, I'm, I'm just, a little I'm a little too trusting of an individual. I, you I had your house fucking robbed. You had your house robbed, and you're still gonna let random people open your garage door with their shit in there. Your house was robbed. Yeah. Who's to say the people who robbed your house are now delivering for Amazon, scoping places out, know. so they can come back on the weekend and rob your shit again? You never know. I just it's one of those things. It's a risk I am willing to take at this point. I guess. Call me Scrooge McDuck. I don't know. Scrooge McDonald Duck. So we've all seen the videos, the TikToks of what appear to be either fake COVID test, uh, fake vaccines being given on TV during interviews or mm-hmm. um, horribly mishandled. Let's see. I've seen one where the plunger is completely empty. There's nothing in there. <laughs> we've all seen that one. I'm going to give you air. <laughs> Uh, I've seen one where they look like they're using a Hollywood style where they stick the syringe in and when they and pull the, the plunger out, there's no needle because it's in, it's stuck inside because the spring broke. And so the question is, why are they doing this? Because they're saying, well, the vaccine is still a low number. Why waste it on or they don't trust? I mean, why wouldn't you just I take it? Why? Why? Why go through the charade? There's cameras around, HD cameras. This isn't 1990 where everybody's got 250 lines of resolution and they can barely make out the mustache on your face, let alone the needle from 50 feet away. Everybody's got 65-inch TVs. Some of you all are on 4K already. The rest of us are still on 1080p. Why would you fake it? If the person that you're sending up there says, hey, I don't want this, then get another fucking person up there. Just tinfoil hat time. It's you just it, it's you, what it is. It's I, I just can't wait. I, I, I can almost put sure money on the commercials that's going to come out in about 10 years. That says, did you receive a COVID vaccine from Pfizer or name company between the year 2020 and 2021? If so, you may be due compensation. Well, what I don't get is just recently... Now, for the past few months, we've been hearing all oh, the vaccines coming, the vaccines coming, orange man saying it'll be here for the end of the year, which it was. And the Biden campaign did not want it to happen while he was still in office. But, but now the they're saying, the politics. Now we don't want to play politics, but we're playing politics. Now they're saying if you get the vaccination, you still got to wear your mask. You still got to yes. abide by lockdown policies. You still well, have think to, about it. Do you know why? Because then you'd have somebody, oh, I had the vaccine, so I'm not wearing my mask. Well, yeah, because then if you get the COVID in, yeah, you won't get the COVID, but therefore you could still spread it to somebody else. 
because it's not like it's going to die as soon as it hits your system. It's just going to keep you from getting sick. Your body can fight it off. Well, it's because I mean, all their dorms. I'm not, a, I'm not a physiologist, nor do I play one on television. If you guys want to know um, what a vaccination is. Well, this one's different. Go on Amazon. No, um, yeah, Amazon. If you have Amazon and you get the free HBO channel, go to a, a great show that, by the way, if you want to learn a little bit about our history and our government, watch John Adams. Mm-hmm. It's a great series, but back then they're dealing with smallpox. And there's some very um, interesting detailed um, of how they used to give vaccinations back in the day. Let's just say it, it, it back then in the 1700s, it required a wagon of, um, let's just say, infected personnel, a syringe, and a dabbing stick. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Let your imagination run wild. So uh, we've come a long way in vaccinations, baby. So uh, don't be afraid of the the needle and the syringe because the alternatives were hell a lot worse. One of the things I, I've heard, and, and this comes from some vets, and, and it gives you a little bit of pause. On Veterinarians or uh, military vets? As in, yes, as in the boys who've been over yeah. overseas. And one of the things I've been hearing is, you know, one of the reasons they don't trust vaccines is because inoculations they, they had a, to get. Uh, <laughs> No, an anthrax vaccine, and then there's been some huge complications coming out of it. Yeah, because they always had to give the inoculations and all that stuff from when they were serving overseas. You work for the government, now you're a guinea pig. Yeah. There you go. I have a new TikTok lesson of the week. You need a, a stinger for this. I do. Um, I'm just trying to put it together here because, well, it's I'm dumb. And, and now D trains TikTok. No, we have a we have a stinger. You don't remember the stinger? I guess maybe because the bit's too new. Maybe mm-hmm. that I've slept since then. Here we go. Uh, volume up. Volume up. Click here. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. I woke up this morning. I thought to myself, TikTok cannot hate me any more than it already does. So let's upset some people. Y'all ever notice that the people screaming the loudest about cultural appropriation are never part of that culture? <laughs> And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. True. Are we talking about those who's riddled with white guilt? Yes, because that was at B's knees. That's B E double Z N E E S. He is an African American gentleman, if you couldn't tell by the voice. And he's absolutely right. It seems like the people who were raised up and going to college and believe that just because they have a certain complexion of their skin, they have the burden of white guilt. And it's them who always seem to be apologizing. And sticking up for uh, people. So we don't want to judge a person on their, and this, and I agree with it on their, their ethnicity, because that's the way they were born. It's not their fault. But if you are a person of said, another persuasion that has been known to enslave some people and do some sketchy shit, even though you were not chosen to be born in that persuasion, you're still at fault. Isn't it interesting? I was saying about this the other day. So what you're telling us, seeing a white male, well, not single, but white straight man. <laughs> Damn, you're in trouble now. Um, what you're telling us is that we are responsible for the actions of people that we, A, weren't alive, B, we didn't have access to and had the opportunity to try to talk them out of said decisions. That would be like me coming up to you and say, hey, Gordon, there's a guy in Cambodia right now, just robbed a bank. You're on the hook. You're like, I don't know this fucking guy. I didn't have the opportunity to talk him out of it. So 
you know, this is fucking 300 years ago. We had nothing to do with any of that stuff. But if you want to know the money involved in race baiting right now, it's here's a fun game. You know, all Christmas shopping for the kids and the family and whatnot. If you're not doing it online, get and on your mask, not. get on your rubber gloves, head on down to Target. Go to the book section and just do a 360 in the nonfiction department. I counted eight different books on sale at your local Target. Um, one of them was called The Frail, uh, the Frailty of the White Person. And why, uh, the subtitle was Why White People Have a Hard Time Talking About Race. And But anyhow, there's like seven or eight books basically talking about how racist everybody is now and how horrible of a country it is. And, and this is in the... The just run of the mill nonfiction section of Target, so it's big, big fucking money right now, and that's why everybody's trying to turn everything into fucking race related stuff when it's not. Kind of like we were talking about that the interview last week with Paul about the boxing and knocking out what's his nose. But anyhow, Gordon, you ready to do some news? Yeah, let's uh, kick it on over to the news desk. Joining us now from the Digital Four Ten West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada. Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? This little inclusion of the news with Gordon is brought to you by our friends at At Computers. At Computers has been providing IT solutions for all of Southwest Florida since 2004. Whether you need network uh, expansion, computer work, server rollout, server demotion, promotion, uh, laptop repair, desktop repair, antivirus programs, online backup, two-form authentication, and much, much more. Trying to maintain my quirky news voice? Give them a call at 239-283-1120. That's right, 239-283-1120. And even if you don't live in Southwest Florida, they can help you. Once again, they need online uh, antivirus protection, two-form authentication, or you simply have problems but your internet works, they can help you. That's right. Give them a call at 239-283-1120. And with your permission via their website, they can log in your computer and help you with all of your computer issues. Give them a call at 239-283-1120 or go over to act-capecoral.com. Dot com. Back to you, Gordon. Well, you asked me how I'm doing. Well, I'm doing better than this turkey out of Somerville, Massachusetts. I can do a chicken, but I can't do a turkey. I can't either. No, that's a chicken. I anyway. I can, chicken. I, can do a, I can do a badass chimpanzee, but so there, I gotta get loud. Check this out. You want to hear a chimpanzee? Go ahead. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? <laughs> Bailey's, yeah, Bailey's gonna be like, "What the holy fuck? <laughs> Come here, Bailey. I forgot you're in here. Come here." She's like, "No, dude." She's Somerville, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. There's a there was a, there a wild turkey who had developed this. He's not listening. <laughs> Huge online fan following, who also drew a few complaints about aggressive behavior, was euthanized last week, according to the Massachusetts wildlife officials. This uh, turkey who had become a fixture in Somerville neighborhood known by some as Pat Cluck or Mayor Turkatone has uh, been eliminated. So an Instagram account created for the turkey described as a classic wild turkey who enjoys kindness, not being honked at, and bringing joy to humans, again, popular on on, on media, has a... He's done because of his long history of aggressive behavior. That'll learn that some bitch. That'll learn. I take no gruff off no stomach. goddamn piece of poultry. You got that right. And here's an interesting one. I, I've got a piece of COVID news. And I do apologize, mm-hmm. but I don't apologize. Out of San Francisco. And this is going to go into the no shit category. 
What's up, puppy? Overdose deaths far outpace COVID-19 deaths in the city of San Francisco. So, from the AP, a record 621 people have died of drug overdoses in San Francisco so far this year, a staggering number that far outpaces the 173 deaths from COVID-19 the city has seen thus far. Remember we've talked about the first and second order of effects? Mm-hmm. This is a crippling example of that. The crisis fueled by the powerful painkiller fentanyl could have been far worse if it wasn't for nearly 3,000 times that Narcan was used from the month of January to the beginning of November, going back to our turkey story, to save someone from the brink of death, unlike the turkey. According to the San Francisco Chronicle on Saturday, the data reflects the number of times people report using Narcan to the Drug Overdose Prevention and Education Project, there's a mouthful, and a city-funded program, of course, that coordinates uh, San Francisco's response to overdose. And as we know, overdose is not a joking matter. Just trying to be a little funny here. But uh, the officials at the DOPE project, yes, it is D-O-P-E project, said that um, since no, the numbers are self-reported, they are probably a major undercut. So last year they had self-reported a hundred of how do you self-report your own death? Anyway, 441 people died of drug overdoses when you're on overdose and 78. So it's basically had a 70% increase from 18 and 2,610 potential overdoses were prevented by Narcan of that year. So needless to say uh, in COVID the overdose deaths are going up. I think we're seeing these stories, if you can ever find them, uh, throughout the country, just showing, you know, and, and that's my question. If if people are locked down, they've lost their jobs, they've lost their houses, are on the verge of it, and they commit suicide or start doing drugs, and, and there's a death because it's a of COVID it. COVID-related death. He did it again, caused trouble, hurt someone's feelings, yet he didn't want to do it. Yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. This is where I jump into Gordon's news with a story of my own because we're talking about COVID. Here's a little she's COVID She's as shiny news. as a seal. Oh, she's a pretty pup. Ex-Ben Laden henchman freed mine. from New Jersey prison after judge deemed him too fat for jail. Have you heard this story? Is this like Kevin Smith's Too Fat to Fly? Kind of. A former uh, Osama bin Laden henchman convicted of two deadly 1998 bombings is freed and living with us this week in the United Kingdom after being released early thanks to the Manhattan federal judge who agreed with terrorist was way too obese to survive the coronavirus behind bars. Can That's we stop right. right there? Yep. So if anybody's ever arrested during these pandemic mm-hmm. times, just pack on the pounds. Mm-hmm. And- well, you got to be of a certain age, too. Well, the, the obesity is is a uh, is a comorbidity, which is part of the problem. So if you pack on enough, maybe hit 600 pounds, you may be uh, wheeled out somewhere else, huh? Adele Abdel Barry, 60, had spent 21 years in a New Jersey prison for his role in the 1998 Al-Qaeda bombing of two U.S. embassies in Africa that killed 224 people, including 12 Americans. So get this right. That's right. He bombed the United States Embassy. 
killed mm-hmm. 224 people, including 12 Americans. He's been imprisoned in a New Jersey prison since 1998. Def- I would ask the question, he's still alive, but then again, he is in New Jersey. The defendant's obesity and somewhat advanced age makes COVID-19 significantly more risky for him than the average person, U.S. District Judge Louis A. Kaplan wrote in his granting of the release. Barry had been sent to be freed on October 28, but his attorneys asked that he be let out sooner. Okay, that you sh- see, this is kind of misleading. They made it sound like he was freed from a life sentence because of COVID. He simply was granted early release. But I guess if you put that in the title, no one would read the article. Well, that's the typical way the news reads these days, right? Uh, Mr. Barry continued, incarceration would significantly increase his risk of infection. I'm no longer going to read this story because it's now a moot point because it's simply he got early release because they didn't want him to die before his release date, thus making this story from the New York Post shit. Back to you, Gordon. Um, how many guinea pigs is too many? Uh, two. I got two in the other room. Can I interest you in some guinea pigs? Well, their names the are Reese Cup. Society will think that's a pretty light number. Reese Cup and what's the other one's name? Uh, uh, Snickers, something. Probably. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so Portland, Oregon. You know, not my get, not my p- pigs, not my problem. Until the pigs on your farm. Anyway, uh, Oregon Humane Society in Portland says it has taken in, guess, 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 guess. 238.2. 250 guinea pigs from one overwhelmed pet owner. Did you see this story already? No, but I know most stores usually only sell single sex of said rodent, so this doesn't happen. But apparently this guy cross-shopped. So it is not known how exactly the unidentified person in Lane County became inundated with uh, free little rodents. We can take a guess. You don't remember that I'm a I'm a rodent purveyor from long way back. I used to have pet mice, and they blew a population in that 55 gallon aquarium when we had like 250 I, of them. I may have been gone when that that population blew. Yeah. I do remember. I had to round up half of, of them. That, I was fixing a breakfast one morning before school, and there was an odd odor coming from the oven, and I opened the oven, and there was a dead pet mouse inside. Yeah, for those of you who live in Grove City in the 90s, I had to round them all up and take them to the tea turtle pets and give them away, which I'm sure they were promptly sold as snake bait. But yeah, um, somehow I got two of the different sexes, and yeah, my mouse population blew up extraordinantly. (laughs) They were running in the house, weren't they? Hell, there's probably still some mice running around They were in a 55-gallon aquarium. I don't know how they would have gotten out, but yeah. Anywho. Anywho. So it's not known as we said. But experts say it can be difficult to determine a guinea pig's gender. Um, and they are best kept in pairs because one guinea pig needs another. Most animals are um packed social. Social animals. That's why your so cat the- and your dog will eventually get along just fine. Oregon Humane Society spokesman Laura Clink not to be confused with Colonel Clink, said an adoption timeline will be determined in the next several days. I don't know. Well, it is Christmas time, so it may not be so hard to offload 250 guinea pigs. We certainly would love to see some of these guys go to homes in pairs, whether it's two females or two males, of course, because then you're going to have the same problems all over again, times a thousand. But obviously, uh, we're going to be giving a lot of counseling on how quickly they can reproduce if you get a male and female together. The Oregon Humane Society's Cat and Kitten Intake Center, a little bit different than the pigs, have been closed because of the coronavirus pandemic. So it is accommodating all of these guinea pigs Mm -hmm. because there are so many. And the society is working with the Green Hill Humane Society in Lane County Services of Eugene to look for 
people with kids who want guinea pigs. Yep. And that is really kind of all I've got for the news today. I got one more. And now, breaking news. Here's how backwards things have gotten in the last four years. Remember when Obama was in office? Remember who the president he used to cite as being the closest to his um, understanding and mental process? Is that Ronald Reagan? No. Um, Comes from the same state. His head's on their license plate. Lincoln? Yes. Now, what do we know about Lincoln? Yeah. Personally responsible for helping to emancipate the... Exactly. Emancipate the slaves, right? San Diego Morning Local News. Abraham Lincoln's school may remove name because he didn't show that Black Lives Matter to him. Dateline, December 16, 2020. San Francisco. What fucking snowflake. San Francisco may remove President Abraham Lincoln's name from a high school because some of the district says Abraham Lincoln did not demonstrate wait, that, quote, Black Lives Matter to him. Wait, the guy who ended slavery. Mm-hmm. Essentially, mm-hmm. as a result of the war, mm-hmm. who gave this great speech of four score and 20 effing years ago uh-huh. is not woke enough. Well, some say the president Abraham Lincoln's name from the high school because, as some of the districts say, Abraham Lincoln did not demonstrate that black lives matter to him. If Wait a de- second. He demonstrated it by freeing the fucking slaves. Whitewashing history, are you? If you didn't know, the 16th president of the United States, Abraham Whatever Lincoln. Whatever comes beforehand doesn't count. If you didn't know, the 16th president of the United oh, States, Abraham Lincoln, abolished slavery. Lincoln was also assassinated for it. The San Francisco Chronicle reported Lincoln is one of the dozen historical features who live, whose the city schools district renaming committee agreed led lives so rife with racism, oppression, or abuse that their names should not grace its building. He was not woke enough that he freed the slaves and lost his life for it. Yep. Oh, Welcome to 2020. You don't need to fucking study his. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all whitewashed. Nothing's true. Welcome Anything to, we've ever were taught was fucking wrong. Yeah, because to uh, Victor's rewrite history. So it's, you know, it's all bullshit. The Victor's all, the fucking communist and the fucking snowflakes. Now? I know, Bebop. We're, we're wrapping up. Hold, hold your roll. But yeah, that's where we are in 2020. But hey, um, we will talk to you guys in 2021. We're that's going to impressive. put a fat bow on this. So drink your bourbon, smoke them if you got them, and uh, play with your pups and this, that, and the other thing. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. Um, John Craft, Morgan Long, TJ Bowen, and company. Uh, hold on, Bebop. Thank you guys so much. And if you haven't done so, please head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com and click on that big, beautiful orange Patreon link and um, sign up. It's a dollar a month, um, and you will help to um, contribute to the podcast. And if you own a business and you want to advertise on any of the podcasts on the Digital 410 Network, send us an email to info at d-410.com. You'll be surprised at how low rates are. And um, as always, you can find us. Just go to dhype14.com, click on that social link, and you'll find all our social media pages. And remember, if you never get out of bed and never, uh, if you never uh, challenge yourself, you'll never get out of bed. The bourbon's kicking in, and we got to go, and Bailey's losing her fucking mind over here. So thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you. What did you say, Gordon? Uh, the January 4th? January 4th. January 4th is the time so we will see you all then thank you guys so much and we love each and every one of you this has been a digital 410 production